Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome back to the Under the Cosh podcast. We're here, we've made it, episode two. Can you believe it? Uh, I just wanted to take a minute before we started to say thank you to everybody who has listened, left reviews on iTunes, told the mates and all that jazz. Uh, it does go a long way. And also just to say that we hear a few comments on the sound quality. Um, and we're taking direct action, yes. Um, to be honest, we were just dicking about in a pub with a microphone. Uh, for when we started and uh, we'll hear what you're saying and we're moving on pastures new into the studio already eh how about that check us out um, but we are in I will say we are in the pub for this episode so I would expect you know the clinking of ice in brownies G&T's every now and again the flash bastard um, Gladys collecting glasses uh, and occasionally very occasionally there, um, there is a fridge or, or a Buddhist monk I'm not too sure that starts humming in the background but then it goes again so don't worry about that um, but no we're moving on we, we hear you and we're going to the studio we haven't told the landlord yet because I think he had his eyes on a timeshare in Taramaline off the way Parky's tab were going so he's going to be extremely disappointed but for you it's good news and again if you haven't left us a review on iTunes please do um, here it is Andy Griffin <laughs> Found a club Low yet, key. Chris? No, still no. in Bosman. No, still looking, he's still looking, but uh, I've had a bit of a bad week. I, I missed a penalty Sunday, Saturday. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed you don't let me bring that in. Well, <laughs> I thought, it, I thought, I thought you knew what we're going. I might as well get it in there get for you, do, yeah. So. Why are you smiling? Hey, Why you smiling embarrassment. Oh, embarrassment. Embarrassment. Save? No, no, I crossbar. Crossbar. You struck up well, though, didn't you? Caught yes. it very well. Quite very well, but uh, you still won. We still won the game. Yeah, we beat Salford one 0 So go bonus. Oh well, well I would have got one if I had a bonus. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> really you don't get a bonus fit in the crossbar. <laughs> <one's really. laughs> what do you want for the season? Twenty five. What? Twenty five. Got twenty five. Oh, already? Yeah. Have you? Mm. A good number of years left. Don't mess John. Feed the beast. If you look after yourself, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you put the right fuels in. Uh. <laughs> We've got Andy Griffin with us. You all right, Yeah, very well. Very well, well, thank you. Not too bad. Ulsterous career. Stoke, Newcastle, Portsmouth. Some big names as well. Uh, well, in terms of in terms of clubs, clubs yeah, players. Managers um, as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was very fortunate uh, to play under some under some great managers. Um, my first manager, Lou Macari, and then it was Kenny Ragley who took me to, to, uh, to Newcastle. And, yeah. Bobby Robson, Rude Hullet, uh, Harry Redknapp, to name but a few. So um, yeah, very very fortunate in the, with the managers that I had. 
Did you so mention like Tony it. then? Okay. Um, did you hear me mention Tony? No, did you mention Tony? I didn't mention Tony. <laughs> no. you, you've just mentioned Tony. But now that you have mentioned John, uh, Tony Pierce as well, yes. Yeah. I thought um, that you still weren't going to mention him. No, 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 I will now. Thanks for bringing, yeah. bringing Tony up. So Macari was your first, you were in the youth team. Yeah. Did he promote you to the first team? Yeah, so Lou, Lou, Lou Macari uh, at, at Stoke. It's quite funny because we, we played back then at Stoke, you had. So it was like the first team, then you had the reserves, and then I think there was an A team as well, and then the then the youth team. Uh, and I was playing for the A team, and uh, at half time, um, the manager at that time said, "Oh, get in the car. You got to go down to uh, down to the Victoria Ground. Stoke are playing. I think it was Portsmouth. Uh, you're on the bench." So got got driven at down half time. You said that at half time. Yeah, got t- taken down and um, was on the bench, and uh, I think I'd come on with about. Three minutes to go, and I'm sure the first, my first touch of professional football, like senior football, balls come out the sky, and I thought instead of just kind of hooking it on, I'll try and control it. Miscontrolled it, bang in the face, <laughs> and all have just gone. To be fair, your nose is still swell from that. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, John. Thank you, thank you. Um, so yeah, so that I know, yeah. So that was uh, that was my first uh, my first touch of uh, professional football. Am um, I right saying you got play you player of the season that year at 17 year old? Um, yeah, it was. It would it would have been that year because it was the following season that I moved up to Newcastle, wasn't it? So, so that's an introduction, All right? Yeah. First, first so that's quite early in the season football. then. So I'm, I think it was October time that I made my debut against Portsmouth. <laughs> then managed to just stay in the team, um, you know, for, for for the remainder of that season, and uh, yeah, got got player uh, player of the season. So were you were you apprehensive about running Newcastle at eighteen? Was I apprehensive? Move, I remember the move like. <laughs> Obviously, as an 18-year-old lad leaving Stoke mm-hmm. to live, was I apprehend? Yeah, I suppose I was. I was. Yeah, you're, you're nervous because you're going from a middle team in the Championship to a top four club. Because Newcastle at that time were a top four club, and in my eyes, you know, they had superheroes there. You know, from the footballing world in terms of Stuart Pearce was there. He was a hero of mine. I think Gary Speed was there. John Barnes was there. Ian Rush was there. I mean, Kenny Daglish was the manager. And with me growing up uh, in Wigan, but from a Liverpoolian family, you know, to have the likes of John Barnes, Ian Rush, and, and uh, Kenny Daglish as the manager, I mean, yeah, you, you're going up there. And I remember the first time I saw the stadium; it was, I mean, it was incredible. I was only 18 years, 18 years of uh, age at the time, and it only felt two years ago that you were watching England in the Euros 1996 yeah, yeah, yeah. and Shearer. You know, when you're like Alan Shearer is on such a pedestal. How good was he in training? And I would always judge my, my own professionalism and other people's professionalism on what I saw Alan Shearer do. I mean, Alan Shearer would be, I mean, he had some really bad injuries, didn't he? Um, but he would always be in the, in the treatment room working on his knees, um, working on his ankles. He had that discipline. And I would always then think, right, if Alan Shearer can do it, this is where you need. This is what you need to do. So then, further on in your career, when you you know you're you know you've you've been at a club like Newcastle, usually um, you know when you move away from Newcastle, it's it's a downward step, particularly at that time yeah. anyway. Then when you're looking at players who are as professional, and and who think they are, I suppose better than what than what they actually are, that um, infuriated me at times. Um, but in terms of ability, his professionalism, I mean, his ability was, was second to none. And when when he spoke, 
you you listened. Mm. You know, he commanded that much respect and that must be good for a man. manager as well, eh? To yeah. have that to have that player in your dressing room running the dressing room. The manager's job's made well. It, so it makes easier. it makes it a lot a lot easier, doesn't? Yeah, doesn't it? And I mean, things. do you know when you went from Stoke to Newcastle? Did you were you always as professional as what you are, or did you learn from the lads already at Newcastle? Did that teach you how to go about it, how well, to be a professional footballer properly? I suppose my professional. I never liked to drink. Was never a drinker. Didn't like alcohol, so that was a, a blessing in disguise. Lucky, lucky, so. <laughs> and fell in love young, got married at at, uh, at twenty one. So there was there was no there was no other distractions. distractions uh, there was yeah. no distractions. Even when I went to Newcastle, I thought you know what um, they they put me up in this two bedroom apartment on the quayside, and it was it was lovely. But I remember thinking to myself, I've got to get out. I've got to get out. I can't be. You know, you hear about Newcastle being this wonderful, vibrant city, uh, and I thought I've got to. I've got to get out. Um, what, and, and what, on a Saturday night, you've got to get out. I mean, you've got to get John, out. John, no, out. no. <laughs> you've actually got to get out and live somewhere else. I mean, the I've odd got to get night out. Tuesdays, Listen, I've got to get out Wednesdays. The odd, the odd, the odd night out is is okay. Yeah, you know, it's about having that balance, isn't it? Um, but I remember, I, I do remember thinking a friend, a good friend of mine, come up, um, and we went. I saw this bungalow for sale, and it was it was about twenty miles north. Of Newcastle in a little village called Felton, you know it, it was almost on the Scottish border. I swear it was that far north, and um, I bought it because it was a little bungalow. It was it was a million miles away from from everywhere else. Um, Must have been expensive taxi home that from Newcastle then, haven't you? That <laughs> one, you did have your nice that. <laughs> that was that was expensive. It's probably cheaper to have a hotel room yeah. for the night I think um, but yeah so in terms of like your professionalism I think falling in, in love and getting married so young yeah. uh, really helped you kind of um, stay on the, the straight path anyway <laughs> Griff tell us about Bobby Robson Bobby Robson um, best marriage I ever had ever worked for in what um, way in what way Do you, you know it's because Tony I often think Tony Pulis tactically was incredible, weren't it? We all knew exactly what we were doing on a Saturday. We were yeah. drilled. Yeah, you, you were drilled. Is that from a tactical point of view or an organisational point of view? Bit of both. Bit of both. Yeah. I think you, you... So I think Tony, he didn't, he, he was hard, wasn't he? And I'll get back to Bobby. <laughs> um, Tony was very, <laughs> he was very regimented. tough and regimented, yeah. wasn't he? Um, you know, and we, we, we did have our uh, we did have a couple of fallouts, but um, he Tony didn't leave any stone unturned. Extremely professional would nail down um, your your positions where you must be if the ball is on the left hand side of the pitch in the middle. It's on the right if it's twenty <coughs> yards uh, into the opponent's half. It's twenty yards into. So we knew that we had to be the fittest team. We knew we had to be the most organised team. Um, and and we we all bought into that, and that's what got us promotion. Along with the camaraderie, we weren't the second best team in that league. We we finished second. Yeah. We weren't the second best team in that league. Not from from an ability point of view. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I I I agree with you. But because we had that togetherness, yeah. and that and that bond between so many players, not just maybe four or five, it was more or less every single one. Which is interesting because um, that's what you said about Preston as well. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we mentioned that last week. Yeah. To be fair, we didn't, we didn't socialise a lot, did we, together? 
It weren't a bond from going out and socialising yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. It was just a bond of... I mean, we had a good time after we got promoted. We had an incredible we time, Michael Luff, didn't we? Luff. That was, we had yeah. an incredible time. But Did you like alcohol then? <laughs> it was forced upon me. Forced upon me. Matt forced upon me. Matt Tails all week. Can I remember when Bucko went... We've obviously... We're all out in us shorts, vests and whatever. And Lewis boxed and for some reason he's like, I'm going to go home and get changed. So he's gone. He's, he's left us for maybe an hour, hour and a half. So we've, he's phoned us, we're here, we're in X bar. This is John's idea, by so the way. So we've all, we've all, <laughs> we've just got a rounding, right? So Buck was walking down, walking down the street with his shirt on, his jeans on, all smart. <laughs> Handsome lad, so looked a million dollars, yeah. you know. Look, you were looking well. I thought, fuck it, as soon as he comes in, we'll, we'll just drench him. So, what were there, nine, ten of us? Yeah. Pints, so he's literally got pints. ten yeah. pints over his head. As soon as he walked in, mate, rage, yeah. he started swinging, didn't he? Really? He started swinging. Because obviously he's got to go on there and get changed. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy. They weren't happy so, at all. You wouldn't have so gone as soon as he started that, swinging, that I was just all. I just got behind John. And I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was I was all right. But I mean, going back to obviously your your your, your question on on Boy Robson. I mean, Tony Pulis was 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 brilliant in terms of leaving no stone un, unturned and very professional. To and, the point know, where it was boring, weren't it? It was every day training. We used to do shape Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh yeah, we'd go the same Monday, shape. yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Every, pretty much every day we're doing shit. You but know, then, you, summer, but when we, we, then we win Saturday 1 0. Against like, teams where you're thinking, you know, Chelsea coming. Yeah. I'd but, left by then. Don't <laughs> <laughs> um, and we put up a fight against a great Chelsea team, you know, and, and we, were diff- we were difficult to break down because of the repetition and, you know, uh, and the hard work and, um, you know, everyone buying into what what Tony what Tony was saying, but um, so so Bobby Robson. I mean, Bobby Robson come into Newcastle. Yeah, we were Bobby Robson. So I'm going to be Bobby Robson up at one point. So what was I mean? What so what was so good about Bobby Robson? I mean, as soon as he come in, it was it was a case of having a little bit of common sense. But and cheering the team, you know, straight away your team is better. So that's that's common sense. Uh, and he had what um, he he called his his blue chip players, um, and they were the likes of um, Gary Speed, um, Kieran Dyer. Um, As in the play every week. Yeah, so like his his senior players. Team. Yeah, and he and he would make a and he would kind of like make a little bit of a fuss about them, you know, and make these players not necessarily believe in themselves, but he'd fluff the feathers, you know, and so these players would be like ten foot tall, you know, yeah. and that was that. It just boils down to. His man management, really. Um, so was he so, a coach? Did he do much coaching? He he, <laughs> he was out there. I mean, he was nearly seventy. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen, Bobby was nearly. He was seventy, I think, or 68, yeah. 69 when he when he took over <laughs> over Newcastle. Um, and he was he was out there. I mean, John Carver would do um, a lot of the coaching, and Steve Clark. Um, so you had two very good coaches. So so Bobby would just be out there. He's love of the game. You know, he'd have his woolly hat on. He'd be wrapped up, and he would you know be holding a ball. And he'd sometime be taking the warm ups, and we'd be like, Gaffer, you don't need to take warm ups. You know, you, you look like you're going to keel over. I'm not being funny, <laughs> but. You know, just take it easy. Yeah, yeah. You know, let the coaches coach. But it was his enthusiasm. Yeah. You know, when he'd be running around, he'd be like, right, lad, right, lads, you got to do this. You got to do that. Stretch this. Stretch. It all. It would be at times. It would be comical. Um, but it's Sir Bobby Robson. So yeah. the man, a little bit like Alan Shearer, 
just commands respect, doesn't he? Did Sir he have Bobby, a fear Sir factor? Bobby Robson. Did he have a fear factor? Do you know, I don't do think... you know if you're walking past him in the corridor, you're like, oh, fucking hell, the gaffer's here. No. No. Well, I wasn't afraid of him. Uh, <laughs> but I don't you're not bad with your fists, are you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to that a bit later. <laughs> when, when we're in, on your time at Newcastle, we'll get on about that. <sighs> okay. Um, no, he didn't. He didn't have this, this fear factor uh, about him. He was very, very much, you know, he had this granddad figure about yeah. him where you, know, you could go and talk to him, you know, oh, and, he, and he would always give you his time. <clears throat> My my playing days under Bobby were, were quite funny, really, because he'd bring me in against Man United, against Giggs, or he'd bring me in against Leeds, against Harry Kuehl, or Tottenham against Ginola, and he'd leave me out against Southampton. I'm no, I, don't, I don't know who the winger was. And I'm thinking, well, I'll tell you what, if, you don't, if I've not got a Ryan Giggs to mark, maybe I can go that way, and I've not got my hands so, so full. But then he'd leave me out. So we'd have them kind of... Those clashes and that was, 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 what he was doing. Was it Warren Barton? Yeah, so you had Warren Barton at first, uh, and then and then Warren then Warren left, uh, and a lot of the times it was myself and Aaron Hughes, uh, and Aaron Hughes was he was a seven slash eight out of ten. Um, was he better going forward than you? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll answer that. Question. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you might as well get off now. <laughs> We're going to ask him an answer. Him. Okay. So, um, possibly, yeah, been a possibly. I mean, were you a better I, defender then? You, I well, Aaron was. Aaron was a very good defender. I mean, I was probably a little bit more of. I was kind of angry and a rash, aggressive, and yeah, you know, rash um, and get into the wingers. And Aaron was probably a little bit more composed and cool, and uh, never you would never see Aaron like flying into a tackle and getting booked. But he'd always be in the right place at the right time, you know. Um, extremely quick. Wouldn't be very often that you'd see a winger kind of get the better of him. And uh, exceptionally good in the air. I'm awful. I think I, I think I jump and get smaller somehow. <laughs> so I'm not not very good in the air. So um, yeah, so Aaron obviously has his uh, has his pluses over over me. So um, it sounds to me as though you're making a mess of Mr. Hit Bobby when he put you in against Giggs and Ginola. He's got everything, Aaron, isn't he? <laughs> well, I mean, well, he's fast as fuck. You just get better the ball. He's better going right? forward. Yeah. I mean, Aaron was. Well, that's that's, that's why positioning. Aaron, that's that's why Aaron played more than me. <laughs> Uh, that's why he did, um, and he went on to have a very, very good career. If you stepped out of line, would he have you back privately and come down? I mean, there was a couple. There was a couple of times where we we did step out of the line once, um, and got a little bit of a wrap around the knuckles. Um, but there was a time when the four of us, me, Carl, Cole. You can't just push over. Oh no, like yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a fight at your bungalow, did you? <laughs> okay, so okay, 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 okay. So I mean, me, me, me Courtney, Kieran, and Bellamy, uh, we stepped out of line. We were away in Marbella, and we didn't go to uh, a Sir John Hall um, meal or something like that. And anyway, so there was three days left of the holiday. So the manager come to the conclusion, or the chairman, or whoever it was, you know, sent us home. And and then obviously when the rest when the rest of the team come back, uh, we just went to see him and said, oh, you know, I just just like to apologise. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, okay, you know, take your punishment, you know, your two weeks' wages, and um, it's done now. Um, you know, don't let it happen again." Why did you miss that? Yeah, I was. Where were you? Um, well, the manager just said, "You know, you can have the the day to yourselves." And the so manager, we had a few beers. We had a few beers, yeah. We had a few beers, more than a few. And um, 
and didn't go back and just and just stayed out. Was there a big drinking culture? There must have been in the Keyside every other week. Dyer and that. Well, we had when Bobby come in. You know, he he built a he built a young team, um, and I think it's no it's no secret that Kieran like the night out. Listing those early players that you initially went to Newcastle with, Stuart Pearce, Alan Shearer, Duncan Ferguson, Rob Lee, and then you look at the, the back end, like 2002-2003, and you've got Craig Bellamy, Chopra, Kieran Dyer, Woodgate, Boyer, Titus Bramble. The, from an outside, from a fan's perspective, that's, the that's shift, didn't there's a shift there. Yeah, well, he, he certainly went down the road of of youth and yep. um, you know wanted more young players and uh, invested heavily uh, in youth I think I think Woody uh, and Bo had learned the lesson from um, you know, from what happened at Leeds yep. you know um, so they were very very <coughs> quiet and under the radar come in trained and just went home kind of kept themselves to themselves right. yeah. um, and Kieran lived in the in the city centre and um, <laughs> And like I said, had he should have got himself a bungalow. That <laughs> is, he should have done. He should have listened to me. He should have listened to me. You know, um, so he had he had a nice little uh, nice little flat in in town, and his partner in crime, Titus, his friend from Ipswich. Um, Bobby obviously brought Titus up, and um, you had Greg Bellamy. Um, what do you think to Bellas? What, you, what? What in general, or yeah? As, what do you think to Bellas? Not as a player, as a person. What do I think of Craig Bellamy? Um, bit of a handful. Quite rude at times. Yeah. <laughs> what, just a normal conversation he'd be rude or...? Yeah, he, yeah, just... With an arrogance or just...? Yeah, with an arrogance at times. Um, but what you what you also had to understand is Craig Bellamy had, a, had such a desire also to win a game of football. I think that's the thing. Yeah. You know, when, when he was on the pitch, he was... He was horrible, like a bit like kind of like a Roy Keane. And if things weren't going his way, or he wasn't winning, or his uh, you know his teammates weren't up to to his standards, he would let you know. You know he yeah. wouldn't be patient and um, and understanding that you know someone isn't of Craig Bellamy's ability, and he would he would let you know. Is that not to be respected though? Especially you saying about Shearer, high standards. Could you not understand where it was coming from? Yes, I, yeah, yeah. I, I could. I'll, I'll meet your standards. Yeah, I tried I, to anyway. Yes. But it was his delivery. But, but if mm. he, the certain, if a player speaks to you in a certain way, it's an, it's an, it's a no, and you, you've got to tell that player, haven't you? And I remember telling, I remember saying that to, to Craig. You know, you, don't, you, you can't talk to me like that. You know. So you had that one. Yeah. One on one. Well, it was in training. So I remember side. saying, you can't talk to me like that. I know you're quick, but I'll catch you. Might <laughs> <laughs> <I'll, I'll laughs> <catch you. laughs> um, take him three or four days, but I <laughs> maybe longer. I'll hunt him down. Um, Did you say it in that tone as well? Just no, like, not that cool. No, I think I screamed at him. <laughs> yeah. Saying that, yeah. Um, I've never seen you so. Yeah, no, I think it was. Yeah. Um, what a different year after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very much so. So you know, you kind of stood up to him, but you know, when you when you look at him. And, and and when someone's got that that desire to win a game, it it makes them the player they are. Yeah. You know, and the biggest example is probably Roy Keane. Yeah. If you take away Roy Keane's desire and his commitment, he wouldn't be the Roy Keane that everyone knows.
you must have, I mean, all three, you must have experienced yeah. players that have, they've had a fallout with the manager, they've had, the, you know, different personalities, and that player switched off because he's like, fuck you, Jack. I'm not playing, I'm not playing for him. And you, you had a little, little bit of this at Stoke, and, and a lot of people saying, well, uh, it's like the players aren't playing for the manager. And that, I find appalling. That's the worst thing. Appalling. <clears throat> because whether you like the manager or not, I'm not necessarily playing for the manager. I'm playing for him, and I'm playing for him, and I'm playing for myself. And also, you've got 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people coming in to watch you. So surely you owe it to them to work hard. No? Very minimum. Very no. minimum, innit? Um, so when, when people say, oh, um, they're not, not working for the manager, I, I, don't, I don't get that. Have you, see have you experienced it, though? The thing with football is it's totally different to any other job in the respect of <clears throat> the manager drops me yeah. and I've not played for five games and I'm thinking, I need to, I need to s s just liven up. Mm -hmm. He puts me in and I score three goals in three games. I'm thinking, I tell you what, fuck you, Jack. Right, you should have played me the last five yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. But that also, you're doing it for yourself, you're doing it for your teammates, but evidently it's for your manager anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you think of him, well, you, the, the more successful you are, it's, it's, it's obviously looking better on him anyway. So you can't, you can't down tools to affect the manager because you're just only affecting yourself. But that's you. I'm saying, as there have been lads that you've played with that, that have taken that approach, like, well, it's all about them. Mares now. Yeah. Mares is obviously... You get it all the time now, lads going on strike. That's, that's, fuck you, Jack, I want to leave the club, I want to... I've done it doesn't that. matter how many people are turning out each week I did and, that. The, and the lads that they're playing with. I'm not playing. <clears throat> I did that at Macclesfield when, I, when I, uh, Brian Norton pulled me in the office. He said, uh, Hull have made a bid for you. Championship. Yeah. Hour from me, I was perfect. I says, oh, brilliant. He says, we're not selling you. I says, what do you mean you're not selling me? He says, they've got me for free. I, think, I can't remember what the fee were, but it was a good deal for the club. We're not selling you. He says, well, I want to go. He says, well, we think we can get more money for you. So I'll tell you what then, I'm not playing Saturday. He says, what? He says, I am not playing for this football club on Saturday. He says, uh, you can't say that. He says, I'm telling you. In fact, I don't think I'm going to play for the rest of the season. This was January. <laughs> I'm only 22 or something, I've cocky little shit. He says, I don't think was, I'll be able to... Was somebody advising you to go no, on like that? Or no, you just, no, no, it was just you. That was just me. Because that, that was, I, I, I'm moving up to the championship. Yeah. Two leagues, obviously, the, everything that comes with that. Uh, I said, he says, go on, we'll go and see the chairman. So I says, come on then, we'll go and see the chairman. So I says, went in to see the chairman, I says, chairman, that, me, me back's gone, I don't think I'm able to play Saturday, and uh, if I don't think I'm able to play for the rest of the season. And the chairman shook his head, I said, so if I were you, I'd, I'd accept the bid. I says, I'll tell you what, I'll leave it with you. So I gets in my car, 20 minutes later, I got a call from my agent, they've accepted the bid, get to Sheffield and do your medical, which I failed. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, oh no, <laughs> what, what have I done here? I thought I might have burnt a bridge here. My bag's gone. What did you fail on? Behind for the rest uh, of the season. Knee. Yeah, I've not passed medical since, since I was 20. I thought the reason why you had medicals was that you pass a medical and, and then the club goes, okay, yes, we'll take you. Now, if you don't pass, that means you might not play as much or you, we won't take you. When I went, when I went to Hull, Obviously, I failed that one. Instead of signing two and a half years, I signed a year and a half, and it ended up staying longer. Uh, from Hull, Stoke, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't have a medical with Stoke with Dave, because obviously I've been on loan. 
uh, signing the summer to do it with never medical at Stoke. Preston I signed at 11 o'clock at night, nobody to give me my medical. <laughs> Failed my medical at Cardiff, Dave Jones, oh, I still want to sign him, I still want to sign him. What did you fail it on at Cardiff? Me knee. I've got a dodgy knee. knee so every same, time. same knee. Yeah, I've got a dodgy knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Fleetwood. Fleetwood, can you touch your toes? Yeah, no bother. Not that one. Uh, can you touch your toes? <laughs> Forest Green. Didn't we have one at Forest Green? Uh, Newport. Touch your toes. Yeah, job done. Touch your toes. <laughs> you struggle with that. That's all, I'm not, can you touch your toes? I can touch them now if you like. No, you're all right. <laughs> no, you're all right. It's not a medical. <laughs> so yeah, so but same as, as obviously my resi. In football, you've, you everyone's selfish. Every player is selfish in football because you've got to do it for you and your family, and <clears throat> so you you need to do what you need to do to to have the best career that you can have. Yeah, for, like for you, it's. Going from There's not a contradiction there in everything we've just said. No, but it's, it's, I know fans in the media slaughter Maris, but going back to what Johnny said at Macclesfield, that's it'll be a life-changing sum of money for him. Mm. You know, and you've got to do everything that you that you can to make that happen because the clubs they won't be bothered. They'll just say, "No, you, you stay in here, this and that." Mm. You've got to make it happen because it's life-changing. That, that, that got me probably ten years in the championship. I might have never got another chance to get the championship. So I mean, I understand why the fans go ballistic and why the media jump on board and. Say the spoil this and that, but at the end of the day, you've got to look after you. It's your future. You're, you've got oh, kids yeah. at home. The only reason that Mares has got a, an offer from Man City is because he's been incredible. So he's not done that for the manager. He's done that for himself. The manager's benefited from that. And but, the club. Yeah, and the club. And the club. I mean, what did they pay for him? Three million quid, was If that. Yeah. So what happened exactly with Mares? Um, what, what, <laughs> what have you been in that bungalow in Newcastle? What happened? It's just obviously the he's, Man City's bid for him. Yeah. But Leicester's turned it down and he's he's down tools. I'm, so, I'm not coming in. He's yeah. So he's just not gone in. Not gone in. And what did he turn down reportedly? How much? Sixty, wasn't it? Fifty, sixty, sixty. See, that's that's a bit naughty, isn't it? From from Leicester's. Mm -hmm. Bearing in mind, by all reports as well, they've told him for the last three winters that can you go. can leave. So would you do that if you were Maris? No, I wouldn't down tools. No, I wouldn't. <clears throat> but would you do everything you could to get out of there on deadline day? You've heard Man City are in for you. Mm -hmm. Would you make it happen? What would you go to? I, what I, would you go to? I, I would. I, cer I certainly wouldn't down tools. I, w I wouldn't do that. Um, but I would make it very clear to the club um, how disappointed um, I would be um, and, and try to make them see it from, from my point of view. Um, They're not asked. But they wouldn't. Yeah, I, yeah they wouldn't. And, and I know, I know how. And I know. Uh, I, I get that. I understand it. I mean, okay. So, so when I left Stoke when I was eighteen, I had a choice of going to Newcastle or Leicester, and Leicester bid two hundred fifty thousand pounds more. So the club wanted me to go to Leicester, Leicester or Newcastle mm. at that time. There's no, you know, um, and, I, and I, I spoke to the board and explained it to him. You know, I said, well, I just. Do you think you got a bit lucky with that then? But the board went right. Okay, fair enough. Um, possibly. Possibly, and the board, you know, the board were, were understanding. I mean, they, they got me for nothing. And they were, back then, I think they were getting, I think it was Newcastle were prepared to pay one point five and Leicester one point seven five, so it was a lot of money back then, you know. Yeah, so they were understanding. I was like, yeah, I've got to go, I've got to go to Newcastle. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be like going to, um, you know, moving from a, a mid uh, championship table club to a top four club. Now you've got to be understanding yeah, that. And uh, but they were, they were very good. Peter Coates was. Um, he was good, and um, 
And yeah, but you know, going back to tomorrow, I can understand this frustration and this, that, and the other. But um, I suppose I, I wouldn't be able to down tools. It's not, it's not in my, it's not in my DNA. 2003 Champions League, St James's Park, Juventus. Goal or own goal? goal? Did you score an own goal? Score the own goal? No. <laughs> That's what they're saying, isn't it? Is it, is it? Was it your goal or was it a big oh, goal? It was, it was, it was your goal. <laughs> yeah, it I don't score many goals, you can't take that one, surely. That, is that up there surely. With, with the one? Um, I mean, the importance of the goal, it was a very important goal. We'd lost our first three games and I don't think any team has then gone on to qualify. So Juventus come into town full of superstars, Nedved, Davids, Del Piero. I mean... <laughs> It was a free kick, Laurent uh, rolled the ball to me. Uh, why he did that, I'm not sure, because he's lovely left foot, usually just whips it in, rolls it to me, it takes a touch, and then I kind of took a bad touch, kind of like got away from me a little bit, and uh, I thought, well, I'll just kind of slide and like kick it across the box. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and hopefully someone will kind of get, get, on, get on the end of Is it. it. across? It was a goal, that's all you need to know. <laughs> it was a goal. Um, so yeah, so, and, that, and, and um, Buffon, he almost kind of dived past it, was yeah. where it hit his elbow and went in. And yeah, wow. So was this the fourth game? Fourth so this game was the, the fourth game. This was the fourth game, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'd, um, I think we'd already been to Juventus and got beat 2-0. Uh, that was another story. Did you play? Yeah. Bobby Robson told me to do a man-marking job on Nedved. Wherever he goes, you go. Never ran so much in a game <laughs> without touching the ball. So I just went everywhere he went. <laughs> everywhere. And you know what? It suited me fine. <laughs> he could have went and stood on the corner flag. I'd have, I'd have gone over on the corner flag with him. That was, they were my orders. Yeah. No problem. Um, yeah, so, so going back to, to the home game. Uh, yeah, so he, he died past it. It was 1 0 and plenty of time. He, he hit the crossbar and, um, and then the whistle goes and you've. You've won one. You must have won one after that night. Um, possibly. I, I, honestly, I cannot remember. I think I'd have been out for four days. Yeah, yeah. Those games don't don't come around very often for for someone like myself. I suppose when you look at you know you're looking at the best teams that you've ever played against. I mean, the Man United team. Many Man United teams under Fergie were were incredible. The Arsenal team. Um, you know the Invincibles. But playing Barcelona was just, you just never touched the ball. Um, Who were you playing? It was left wing. So that was a night yeah. I'll never forget. <laughs> and, and when people say, oh, who's the best player that you ever played against? Um, you know, I've played against the best players in Europe over the last 20 years. You know, Ronaldo, well, apart from, apart from Lionel Messi. But the player to give me bit of a nightmare really was Mark Overmars at Barcelona um, and the first half I didn't know if I was coming or going or what uh, and Bobby just said look Griff forget OB about covering him OB you're going to be alright you'll be okay and OB's looking at me and I'm looking at him he's thinking no I'm not <laughs> I think he I'm might, far from think, okay here, <laughs> far from okay <laughs> I think he might have been against Cly I think Cliver was playing up front yeah so you know two centre halves had their, had their hands full didn't they um, so you're looking for that bit of protection from your fullbacks, but a big threat to them was Mark Overmars, uh, just because the pitch is so big as well, and the ability to switch a ball from from right to left in one pass or two quick passes, and you can't get out there. So basically, I just kind of went and stood next to him, 
<laughs> you know, and if you tried to run him behind, I'd just kind of like, you know, clothesline him or something like that. <laughs> so that was like, it was just a, it was a learning curve for me to see, to see the new camp, to play there, to walk down the tunnel. You've got this chapel on your, on your right hand side. Yeah, f- phenomenal yeah. times. And, and then into Milan, we went to into Milan, 12,000 Geordies, um, but they had um, Christian Vieri up front, big powerhouse up forward. Kind of like a big. John Parkin. A big, what did you look at Parkin? <laughs> kind of like a big, powerful centre forward, traditional English centre forward. Yeah. Left pegger, wasn't he? Left foot, yeah. Dying breed. Dying breed. Touch his toes, I'll tell you that one. Dying When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. We we drew that game 2 all. Uh, Shearer got two goals and... Um, just an amazing game. I remember coming off and just kind of looking around and just taking it all in. You know, you're at the San Siro here and this is incredible. You know, just take it in. It might never happen again. Well, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was 2-2, a great result um, for us, great game. What was, um, I know you mentioned it before, Robert, I, look, looking at him, I'd be pulling my hair out if I was a manager and... A teammate. Yeah, yeah. Very. Did you, did you have a tear up with him? We had it. We had a little altercation. Oh, fillers in. Yeah. Fillers in. Carry on, and I will. Hello. Some battles you can't win, isn't there? Um, yeah. So I mean, in terms of Laron's Laron's ability, um, bit odd. He was very much, very, very much his own man. And I think the manager, Bobby, kind of just left him to his own devices. And uh, Laurent, do you want to want to go to Paris? And he'd go, he'd go to Paris, and we'd all be in on a Monday training. Where's Laurent? Oh, he's not coming back till Wednesday. What? So the, player, the players must have been happy about that. Then. Well, well, not not particular. But he just kind of left it in the mat. I was like, all oh, right. Well. Was he performing on a Saturday? Yeah, that's we so touched on a, this a majority. Before, yeah, a majority. A majority of the time. He would perform, and he was he was brilliant. Then in the odd game, he'd be glass hammer, just useless. But a very, very good player, very very robust as well, you know. And, and yeah, I mean, he's a bit of a tank, wasn't he? But yeah, I mean, going on very much how I trained is how I, how I played. You know, I, I said that before, didn't I? There was no there was no difference, uh, and I would tackle exactly the same. Tower was <sighs> a bit of a lunatic at times, and uh, he signed this player for like twelve million quid, and I'm like, I'll show you. <laughs> 12 million quid you're a left winger let's go and I went to smash him in training and he nutmegged me <laughs> that's why he cost that's why he cost 12 million quid was it because he couldn't do that and I'm like 
I grew horns and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it was just like clash after clash. And he was tough, Laron. He was tough, you know, he was broad, he was quite thick set. Um, I remember once, you know, just thundered into a tackle and somehow he's got up before me and just gone, like, give me a little elbow inside of the temple. So I've jumped up, ran, <laughs> laid one on him. And it's Straight not, in. And it's not knocked him over. So then you know you're in the shit. <laughs> but thankfully, someone come in to save me. <laughs> Wasn't he a black belt in karate or something? ridiculous I'm, like I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't, find <laughs> it. I didn't find out. Lucky enough, I didn't find out. Did you catch him all right um, as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Best one. And anyway, so the ball's over on the other side and I'm like looking at the ball and I'm like, I can see you walking towards me. <laughs> and it's Laurent. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking like, I can't run. <laughs> I kind of felt as if I wanted to run. Because <laughs> he's just got this look, he's got this look. Uh, and I'm like, I'm in trouble here. Um, so he just walked, he kind of walked over to me and I've gone, pop. <laughs> I was like, what do we do? So I kind of panicked, hit him. And he's like, not like, not even flinched. It's like, oh, and then I just remember then getting rugby tackled and Gary Speed was on top of me. And he's like, he's like, you can't, he's like, can't, you need to calm down. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay, I'm all right, Speed. You can get off me now. He's like, right, okay. He said, you know, there's cameras here and there and everywhere. I'm like, right, okay. So that was kind of. Did you get in the press? No, not, no, no, it was fine, it was fine. Um, you know, but it was funny, like when we when we got on the, when we got on the coach, um, you know, he's like, the Ron's there with a nice back on his, on his eyes. <laughs> Where did you have one on your hands? And I've got one on my hands. Um, and and uh, we, were, we were having a meal later on um, that night and uh, the manager said, look, uh, Alan, Griff, uh, Laron and Sylvan, Sylvan Distin, because uh, Laron's English wasn't great, so Sylvan would like translate for him, you know, which is what's going on. And, you know, and I'm like, nothing. You know, and he was like, nothing, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, and we were like, shook hands. That was it. And we, we, you know, we, we, we got on very, we got on very well. Um, you know, after that, you know, we'd uh, go around to Nobby's house and run and come barbecues, and, and it was fine. You know, we. Uh, do you think you needed to do that? Um, was there that that initial no, friction that you had to uh, get that? Well, I think, mate, you know, it's all from the nutmeg. Yeah, thing, it was. It? Yeah, it was. He's from the nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with the you nutmeg. Know, um, <laughs> but he, he, he was a good lad. Like I said, he, he was. <laughs> He was tough, very, very good player, and I think the Newcastle fans, you know, when you when you mention Laurent Robert, you know, they view him in a in a, in a positive uh, frame of mind because, uh, like I said, on on his on his day, he was he was very very. He scored good. some belters, didn't he? He, he? he scored some, you know, when his crosses, deliveries, and Shearer would thrive on on uh, on crosses like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, you, you, you're talking about. Uh, I got sent off in a in a reserve game, didn't I? Um, as a little. Little tear up with um, a couple of players, and I've seen, the, see, I've, seen, I've, seen I've actually seen the film, the video of it. And, and to be fair, if it got out, yeah, it's probably looking at fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's okay. <laughs> we're saying it's, it's not. It's not really like in the public domain, is it? Because you would probably go to prison, Griff, wouldn't you? Let's be right about. Who are you playing? Villa, Aston Villa. Yeah, Aston Villa. Um, just going through a bit of a. A bad time in my career. I think I was. You could see that I was leaving Newcastle, not playing. 
kind of feeling sorry for yourself and just you know, we've gone in for tackle me and this other player we've got up and there's a bit a few verbals and before you know it you're, you're involved in a a little scuffle. Well, a little scuffle. You, you, you laid him out, didn't you? Yeah, but by the sounds of it, it was a little scuffle. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay, it wasn't a little scuffle. It, it, it's just unusual to to see a um, a fight like that erupt in a you know two football in players a in a yeah. game. Yeah, in you three know, seconds you know, as well. It's usually, <laughs> you know, it's usually handbags, isn't it? Yeah. So with that, fifty-fifty, you square up. Talk us through what happens after that. <laughs> Like, he, he knows what exactly Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just brushing over at new details, man. We need... um, was it a right hook? It wasn't a hook, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just um, a... And then someone else came in and, and they then, got yeah, so as well, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> so, yeah, Mark... Two on the floor? Two on the no. floor. Out? Yeah. Whoa, no, no. No, we no, just no. say it was. It oh. sounds better, All oh, right, three, aren't you? Don't let the truth get away from a good story. <laughs> and they're, and they're four, six foot three. <laughs> yeah, a bit like John, they were. Um, Brilliant. So, yeah, so um, obviously got my, got my march in order. And, and that was it was funny because that was on a Tuesday reserve game, off on a Wednesday, I'm in on a Thursday. So I went up to one of the senior players at Newcastle and said, Oh, um, I think I need to apologise. He went, you think? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Yeah, just go to the manager. You know, um, just apologise." So I go up to um, the manager, Gaff. I just like to apologise. What happened Tuesday's game? We getting sent off. He went, Bobby Robson. Yeah, he went. Seen the video, son. He said, uh, "Could have been a boxer, son. <laughs> Could have been a boxer." <laughs> what happened? I'm like, and before I could kind of talk, he went, "Red mist, red mist." He said, "Yeah." He said, uh, "Gonna have to find you." I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, two weeks. I'm like, I said, okay. What, a week for each punch? <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, coffee pop. That was it. And that was, and that was it, yeah. Uh, you know, but, um, nothing to be proud of. That's happens. <laughs> it does, no, it does. It does, it does happen, you know, and um, it does happen between between teammates. And I think if you've got anything about you, you know, it's, it's such a competitive world and you're spending so much time with each other, you know. Uh, you've got different different characters. It happens a lot. You should just be manly about it, you know, dust yourself off, shake hands, and that's it. Since I've known you, I can't imagine you losing your hair, darling. No, you know, no. the story about Robert, um, reserve story. I can't imagine. I mean, you talk, you, you're going back a, a long, long time ago when I was, you know, early 20s, and you know, when you're, uh, you're full of beans, aren't you? You know, you're 100 When you, you grow up, you kind of relax a little bit and you chill out. And, and I suppose, not that I necessarily lost my that edge in terms of you know your tackling and your aggression and what have you but a certain moment happened when i went to i went to mexico city with um it stemmed from the time at portsmouth uh, where i got to know uh Linvoy primus and um he was a christian and the faith in football and and they all went out to mexico city to like do a bit of charity work and i went out there and just what you saw out there just kind of changed my it changed my outlook on lots of things so um, and it changed my outlook on on football to the point where um, and I remember thinking well in them 90 minutes or however long the game lasts you do your best and if, the, if that gets you a win great or a draw but if you lose I can't turn back time you know and I suppose I got a little bit more relaxed and it yeah. just kind of changed my outlook a little bit so yeah and it's also growing up and maturing and you know, um, you know, having children, and so 
Is that a good or a bad thing in terms of performance? No, because it never changed my performance. I always went out there right, and yeah. I was still a winner. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I could, instead of like having a bad game and then beating myself up yeah. and, and taking Snafter. that mood home and, you know, and, and spoiling the evening or spoiling the weekend with your wife, your children... So essentially, uh, it might go. be a more positive thing because you've got a clearer head. Yeah, you've got a clearer head. You can kind of control your emotions a little bit better. Uh, that comes with experience as well. It does, yeah. yeah. Um, just life experience as well, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. You're mature. And what did you do at Mexico City and where did that come from? Who, who, well, who, who, who initiated that? So it was through the um, the charity Faith in Football, which was run by um, run by Linvoy Primus um, and Darren Moore. I mean, you meet Linvoy and he's the happiest guy you can ever meet and you think... Yeah. I want a bit of that cake. More or same. Yeah, so the Christians. Right, yeah. yeah. so Christians. Um, you know, great guys. You know, lo lovely, lovely people. Um, so you thought, I'll, you know, and growing up, I kind of, uh, it was like a bit of a Catholic background. And, you know, uh, if someone said to me, oh, do you believe in God? I'd be like, yeah, I believe in God. But that's kind of where it started and finished, really. So you kind of thought, uh, well, I thought, you know, I'll, I'll maybe go down this, uh, take this walk of Christianity. And, um, and then... Uh, Linvoy said, "Oh, would you would you want to come on this trip? We're going out to Mexico City." I was like, "No." At first, <laughs> no, I was like, I'd "No." Like, I'd rather go no. to Cancun, but you can drop us off. <laughs> off you can drop us off away. <laughs> I was like, I was like, "No, no," because that's that's your um, your off season time. You know, and you're a bit selfish. You wanna, you wanna do what, you, whatever it is you wanna do. You know, you wanna go back home to Wigan, or you know, back, back to Liverpool, see your family, or you know, go on a few holidays with your family yourself. And and he's like, no, no, come. You know, it'll be this, that, and the other. So I was like, right, okay. So are you going, Linvoy? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going. Moro's the same. Moro's going. Luar Luar's going. I'm going. It was only me who went, and the, and ten other people. Somehow Linvoy got out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow <laughs> Limboy got out of it. <laughs> Moro. They're all in Magalona. Moro's got an operation. Moro's got an operation on his knee. Luar. Couldn't get in touch with Luar. No idea where Luar Luar was. So I'm, I'm on this. I'm on this plane out to Mexico City with 10 people I don't really know. And I'm like, okay, well, it's all for charity. You know? I'll go with it. I'll, I'll, I'll sit I'm going now. I'm here. So, uh, you, you could have got off the plane, would you have? Yeah. Because <laughs> the doors weren't shut. Did you not ring them at the airport going, where are you, where are you lads? Good crack, lads. Sure. I'm sure I did. I'm sure, I'm sure I did. Come on, uh, lads, really, yeah. Come <laughs> did on, you get lads. to that stage that you got to the airport? I, you know, you paid oh. your money and all that, and it was like, you were too far. And I was like, right, well, I'm going. You know, let's yeah. let's give it a whirl. <laughs> so, it was, uh, basically, you were handing out um, kit and clothes to the homeless. Um, um, you know, the, the people over there with the charity, they organised this, uh, this football match, and it was like, all these gangs had turned up who were, one minute they're fighting each other but football kind of brought them together and we had this kind of little tournament that the charity over in Mexico City organised you know and then you're talking you know I'm talking about myself because I, at the time I was a Premier League footballer and you know and the football mad and you're kind of giving them a little bit of an insight you've got a translator and then we got told oh uh, we're going over to a place called I think it was La Loma um, it was like a labyrinth 
this place was just a la like a labyrinth and it was it was just chaos and what, what what happened is we kind of put on this football session and next minute this this car comes kind of screeching down like onto this like um like a, a stony pitch we had so it's kind of like handbrake Brands turned arch. it almost yeah and he's like you've got to go you've got to go you've got, you've got to get out of there anyway so we had to just go the back roads later found out the reason why we had to go because we were going to get kidnapped so we had to like scoot out with her so the fuck it the sun sent you back <laughs> so I'm thinking they might have had you for half a day fuck it okay. <laughs> take him back <laughs> so it obviously filtered through uh, you know that you had this foreign group of People and you know in uh, in La Loma, which is obviously a, a quite a dangerous part of Mexico City, and we had to yeah get out get out of there. And you were there for I think it was another couple of days, and I've never been so vigilant in my life. And you know you you phoning home, and you're like talking to to the missus, and she's like, oh so what's happened? And I'm like yeah, I nearly got kidnapped. She's like oh right okay. Listen, um, Keenan Keenan's uh, shouting me. I've got to go and do the tea. Take care. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, did you just hear? Did, did you just hear what I said then? It's like, you know, it didn't kind of sink in. Um, but the overall, the whole experience, you know, seeing young children, um, you know, no homes, you know, looked at as uh, like vermin, um, just just changed everything. And when you've obviously got children yourself, when you come home and I'm thinking, I'm going to sell everything, I'm going to do this, that and the other, but unfortunately, yes, but you just settle back into your into your way of life but uh it's certain, your mindset. oh big time yeah very much so and it certainly made me realize um how fortunate uh, and how blessed i i am um but yeah so that kind of changed you know it didn't take away my my desire to win as such but i just um in terms of life in general viewed it a, a lot better and also could handle um disappointments a lot better as well so, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, an interesting time. Um, which, um, I lost with So, you. yeah, so, <laughs> so I went you've from... Got, you've drawn me in. Yeah. <laughs> Take me down. <laughs> 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 Why? It's booking the tickets. I've been having your Bible very excited about it. I thought we'll all go selling. We'll all go. Um, anyway, so I, I got the opportunity. Tony rang me and said, "Oh, uh, would you mind? Would you want to come up to Stoke, you know, and play?" And I was, it kind of felt as if I was going back home because I'd also bought a house bungalow. back in not a bungalow. I'd moved two floors. No, no, two floors. <laughs> two, two floors. floors. I'd, I'd moved up the property ladder. Um, so I bought a house back in back in Stoke, and I was there for a full for a full season. Um, loved my time they just missed out on the playoffs uh, and then I had, that's when I had that uh, dilemma in the summer do I go to Derby or do I go to Stoke yeah. uh, and I chose Derby um, and obviously it was a very very tough time getting beat almost every single week uh, quite heavily uh, that was, a, was that the, the lowest point yeah yeah of any club yeah, yeah. yeah I think it ends up on 12 12 so yeah so uh, but then uh, Billy Davis got the sack Paul G will come in surprise and, um, <laughs> 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 okay. anyway. that long. <laughs> um, and then that's when uh, I got a phone call of Tony again saying oh would you would you want to come permanently you know we'd, we'd like to bring you in and then um, I mean and Stoke at the time flying high weren't you 
uh, flying high, um, yeah. doing you well. You come in straight in as captain as um, well? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so he, he brought me in. I mean, he, he knew me inside out and he knew he knew the kind of person I was. And, and that, you know, and in doing that, fulfilled an ambition of mine because as soon as I left Stoke, I, I was thinking in the back of my mind, I'd love to come back to Stoke and be captain of that club one day. I'd love that. Uh, I never ever said that to anyone, you know, yeah. I didn't say it to Tony. Uh, but then he brought me in and, and uh, made me made me captain straight away. Have you waltzed into that dressing room then as kind of top dog kind of? No, you've got no. captaincy straight away. Four no. and a half year deal. No, you've wandered straight in. No, no nose is out of joint. Yeah. No, no, no because what's your <laughs> it, it, it's. Um, I think more than anything, it, it's a respect thing. I think yeah. because when you go into a dressing room, like you get some players where. A huge chunk of the career, or it might have five, ten, whatever years it is in the Premier League, and then they come down, and somehow they think they're they're too good for that level. Well, you're not. That's why you're there. Yeah. If you're yeah. good enough, you'd still be in the in exactly the Premier League. Exactly. So, and I knew that. I knew that, and I knew I knew the guys who were they'd like be playing with, and there was a mutual respect there. They know what I'm about, and that, and I'm all, and I was simply about working hard and like I said working hard for myself mm. and my teammates yeah so then uh, obviously you went on loan to end the season to Reading mm-hmm I mean I had a little I had a little fallout with Tony um, you know petulant fallout really but I think in Tony's mind he was probably ready to make that decision to bring Andy Wilkinson in he ends up going to, into the team ahead of me uh, and doing very well and doing very well for himself so I think along with like the a little bit of a fallout with Tony and the fact that you had Wilco there as well, resulted in me in me not playing. And yeah, I mean I think a, almost a year passed, and I thought you know what I need to I need to kind of get myself out there now, mm-hmm. uh, back into the world playing and you know sell yourself either to the club that you've gone on loan to or someone else. I suppose a testament to character, so to speak, because like I said, you had that four and a half year contract. And yeah, and I mean I was only so. I was only four miles away from the. From the uh, from the so training ground, my house. Yeah, you know, kids were over the road at the school, so life was, it was it was it was comfortable. It was great, but oh. you want to play. But no, that you know, my my, uh, my days were numbered, and that was that was fine. And yeah, I went to I went to Reading, you know, and I remember saying to to the players, you know, our ambition has to be promotion. You know, it has to be look at you, look at you know, individually, some great players here. You know, if the manager can bring in a couple, you know, that has to be our ambition. And yeah, we went from from strength to strength, did really well, um, and that's when we got through to the, the playoff final. So yeah, so then you you obviously got Swansea uh, at Wembley, and uh, you're three 0 down at half time. It's like, what now? What? What kind of team talk goes on there? What next? Well, well, I'll tell you. I mean, the manager, you've got to somehow install belief because everyone's like. You know, and we had a young team apart maybe from me, um, Zurab the centre half, and Ian Hart. It was a young t- and Joby McEnough. Did you deserve down. to be three down? Yeah, we yeah we did deserve to be. Three <laughs> <down>. <laughs> um, so you, you, you're trying to install some form of belief, aren't you? You know, it's not over. It's not over. You got 45 minutes, so it, it kind of went a little bit like that. And, and you know, um, if we get the next the next goal, get that good goal early doors, and everything, the whole dynamics of the match will change. Then, and it did. I think uh, Noel Hunt might have got a goal off a corner. Millsy, Matt Mills got a header off a corner. It's three-two. Ball comes out to Jem Carriage on edge of the box, shoots, hits the post. Goalkeeper's dived, hits the post, comes out to Hunty. All he's got to do is tap it in. But then Monk's coming across, almost sliding. So Hunty then tries to kind of like clip it over him, Lift it. and it hits Monk's toe and goes out for a corner. 
So you talk, you're talking like yeah. such fine margins. They're going three three. They're on the they're on the ropes. Four three. That's that's what I believe would have happened. And then I give away a penalty. <laughs> no idea why. You've just been digging some of that, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you give it away. Yeah, we were three on that. Yeah, you give a penalty yeah. away. It was shit. Yeah, because there was two penalties in the game. That's why. So that was his Luckily penalty. Luckily, I went to Mexico, so I don't yeah. do well on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. <laughs> straight away, I thought, let's not worry about it. I nearly got kidnapped. I nearly got kidnapped. What is it? It's only a penalty, isn't it? The fucking biggest game, like the biggest game in the world, really. I, I know, John. <laughs> I know. I know, yeah. So I, yeah, so you give away the penalty, and Scott Scott Sinclair's cool as you like, slots it home, and um, just takes the the wind out of your sails, doesn't it? You know, and yeah, so we we lose, um, and that feeling, not nice, not nice feeling. You know, what was it my fault that we lost the game? No, not not solely my fault, but um, you know, I felt huge responsibility that we lost that game. And that wasn't particularly easy to shake off. I know, I know we, we spoke <laughs> yeah. earlier on. You were a bit lively. But, but it took, it took know, until yeah. at least eight o'clock that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're looking around, and there's a lot of young lads who hadn't played in the Premier League. Uh, you know, you're, you know how special and magical it is. And how financially uh, rewarding. And how financially, financially rewarding as well, you know. it's So, yeah, so you felt hugely, hugely responsible. But you've got to go again, haven't you? You dust yourself down and uh, you go again and... They went and won the league the following year. So that I mean that that tells you everything you need to know about every single one of those players to to, to be able to bounce back yeah. from such heartache the year before, such disappointment to then bounce. And we we lost Shane Long and Matt Mills. Shane Long, what a player for Redden. I mean he Shane Long epitomises work ethic. He never he like couldn't square in a brothel now though, could he, bless him? All right, John, what are you? Oh, 25 <laughs> goals here. Hey, 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 you can say that, can't you? Hey, good job. Um, he's got one in but three it, years. You know, he's... No, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, he is underrated. Never give up, never give yeah, up. And I've true. seen him beat centre-halves up twice his size, win win aerial battles with centre-halves who are a foot bigger than him. You know, he's a, he's a real, real handful. And we lost him, and we lost, we lost Matt Mills, two, two of your, your biggest players. You know, but yeah, they went on to. I know you said win they the went on to win the championship. Do you not consider yourself? Part well, of that's what you, no, I mean, you, you. Yeah, I, you I, I played. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. I think I played twelve or thirteen matches. So while yes, I contributed, but did you really feel part of that winning team that goes and plays forty six games? See, I felt a bit like that at the start. Of yeah, I, In I think the, I might have started four games, five yeah. games. Came on thirty three times a sub. So there's still that little bit in the back of your mind where you're so, like, <sighs> yeah. So you, you, I I just didn't feel as as much part of it as what I would have wanted to. So that's probably why I say say they. But I didn't feel sorry for myself and go, oh, you know, um, the manager's like, you know, we've celebrated. You know, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna go away for a little trip. Do you want to come? I was like, yeah. <laughs> course, like, free as long as we're not, we don't have to drink though, do we, Gaffer? <laughs> so I'm not a big drinker. My, my, taste buds had, my, taste, my taste buds had changed a little bit by then. Um, so I left Reading, left Reading, and was struggling for a club. You know, when I left Reading, I thought to myself, um, I still think I can play in the Championship. So I was holding out for a Championship club, and nothing materialised. Contract off. Um, Coventry came through and I was like, no, I'm, I'm holding out for a championship. And nothing nothing was happening. I was like, blimey, you know, yeah. Saturdays are coming, you're cutting it's grass. And you're like, yeah. and that was a bit of a, 
that was a reality check. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you know the offer from Donny come and right, right, um, yeah. take it. Yeah, so walk through the walk through the door. Is that the you got promoted? Yeah, there was rumours like amongst the lads that he'd, he'd be signing. And obviously, when I was growing up, when he's telling these the Champions League stories, I was 15, 16, You know, so when he before he signed, there was like. An element of respect. I thought I was a little bit nervous meeting him. Yeah. Just keep me keep me distant. He's trying to he's trying to justify. He's trying to justify how rude he was. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> are you going to let this tell what, me story? Or? Oh, you get, why are you getting aggressive? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'll just be respectfully quiet, keep me distant, get annoying in my own time. That's what I'm good at. Just six months it took. <laughs> so then he's a bastard. That's what he is. We had there was a full full changing room. And then he walks in with his rucksack, tracksuit bottoms, starts going round everybody. Morning, morning. Don't Shit. talk like that, Chris. It's <laughs> a little bit like it's a lot. Tone, isn't it? It's a lot. Shaking everybody, I thought, fucking, he's a bit serious, isn't he? It would knock us back a little bit more. Do you, you, know, like, do? What, do you want me to go out and fist pumping or high five? What's up? Just a bit of charisma or something like. So not, it's early morning. If I would have walked in with a big Louis Vuitton bag, that would have been alright. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. It's about um, the aftershave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had proper stuff that then. <laughs> so uh, it, took, it took us a while. Another <laughs> story. He's on green yeah. now. <laughs> so it took us a while to get annoying, basically. But you could see from his first day in training that for a start, you didn't know why he was at Doncaster. You know, everything, 100%. Yeah, so we reported first day of pre-season and uh, I'd enjoyed myself that summer. So, like, All right, yes. it's it's an unwritten rule, first day of pre-season, you kind of suss out your, your running partners. You know, there's always the fit fuckers yeah. who've been running every day and then you get the other ones who aren't very good. So, somehow... <laughs> It was just me and him. Before I, <laughs> and I was going round being like, are you any good? And they're going, yeah, right. <laughs> are, you, are you any good? Yeah, we're sussing out. You good at running? Mm, I'm all right. And they're like, fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> so I asked the whole team, and everyone was like, yeah, I'm not bad. Said the same to him. What are you like? Shite. I was more short, sharp, you know, like five metres and ten yeah. metres sprint, like little sprints. Go on. Well, I'll tell you what happened there. <laughs> you know, don't you? I think it was me asking the questions. I was like, Brownie, I don't think you're a good runner. You know, like the size of him, we've got a bit of a limp. <laughs> I'll partner you, yeah? Right, you know. So usually your running partner kind of sticks with you because he doesn't want you, what you don't want is someone to highlight how bad you are yeah. to the manager. Well, I've had that for 18 pre-seasons. <laughs> I think, to be fair, when we're talking about pre-season, right, the people I'm usually in front of are the goalkeepers. <laughs> and him. <laughs> I, I, him. I was Stoke. thankful for them. Thankful. Stoke, I, I dropped out of the bleep test before the goalkeepers. You, jog, you dropped out before it... Before level 10? No, before, before it starts. No, before the jog started. <laughs> <laughs> we started on a walk. <laughs> I did a good summer and all that was. Um, so, yeah, so I'm like, Brown, you know, not going to let me down. Obviously, you know, if I feel as if I can get away from you, I won't let you down. Let me down. Let me Go down. On. Deserted me, left me. Man, man down, just left me. Not um, straight away, I'll give you... But it was that bad... I had to, you know, like he, he was he, he was struggling that much, 
I'm sorry. I had to leave the week. Got to leave the week. Not a nice. Yeah, it's not a nice. Did you say anything? Well, no, 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 no. Do you know what? It was like it was slowly going like that, and I'm like brownie, brownie, shoe on the other foot. Wouldn't have left you. I'm just saying. Putting it out there. Told him many times. You've got to do it for yourself, Chris. Yeah, that's it. New manager comes in. But on a serious note... Well, why didn't we kind of have that talk beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> why didn't we have that talk beforehand? <laughs> but on a serious note, when Dick Love come in, he was the only right back at the club. And for some reason, he just didn't... Mm. Like, none of the lads could believe it. You know, players aren't stupid. They know who should be involved, who shouldn't be involved, who you want around the club. It's a funny one. Did, did, did he not tell you? Did he not tell you why he didn't want you? Or um, no, he didn't really. No, no, no real, no real reason. Um, and you're thinking to yourself, well, is 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 he better than me? Is is he better than me? Uh, and then obviously, you know, you're not playing as much, and then you're picking up little injuries. Um, well, they won the league, and it was they again. Mm, well, I mean, I played more games this time. <laughs> I, played about, I think I played about eighteen or nineteen. So it's you know, that's that's a good number of games. Yeah. Um, but I got a bad injury, I think I tore my hamstring, it was quite a bad tear and um, I didn't play the last three games or something like that. Um, and the manner in which he got promoted, that last game with um, with Brentford missing the penalty, then there's a breakaway, Coppinger puts it in last minute and you not only get promoted, but get promoted as champions. Yeah. And my celebration was, I mean that's brilliant, but I was like a little bit a little bit subdued and I'm thinking, well why, why is that? Is yeah. it because you weren't playing then? or? And the lads just all went on the coach and um, you know, and, and joined themselves. And I just went down to see a good friend of mine, Noel Hunt. And I just thought the game's not doesn't mean the same to me as what it once did. Was that the company? yeah? And I think that was that kind of yeah fell to me then. I thought mm, yeah maybe it's not that far away. And then obviously the following season where you're not playing as much and you're doing all the travelling and you know it's just not not the same really. And then you know, you, you leave Doncaster and. When think, did you leave? When did you leave? Don't I think you? I left in the November time, so we we, we sorted out, uh, you know, left by mutual consent, um, and just chilled out and just enjoyed my time with with my family, with my children, and um, yeah, and every day, you know, even when like Saturdays had come around, it wasn't like it wasn't match day anymore. We did play with Chester. Um, yeah. So then um, we had, well, I had a good number of months off. I kept right, myself so ticking over. Yeah. With my own with my own training, uh, and then got a phone call from Chester. Said, "Oh, you know, would you mind uh, coming in and you know trying to help us out a bit? You know, need a bit of experience. Five games left to play, and I was like, yeah, okay. It's, but then in the fourth game, tore tore my hamstring. And even then, when you're kind of trying to do the right things off the pitch, and you're still getting injured, you're like, oh, you know. And that was that was I was done then." Um, was that a difficult decision to make? Or no, did you just, no. Well, it was kind it of was made there, for me. Know, it was made you know. for me. So, you know, you, you you slowly saw it happening. So it kind of almost prepares you mentally f for for that. As if like a friend of mine, Clive Clark, who um, you know, he had to stop due to a, a serious heart problem. So if you're doing well and then bang, it stops. I God only knows how I would have dealt with that mentally. I don't know, but mine was. You yeah, know, gradually. I could I could see it coming, and and then it kind of the decision was made for me. No one else really wants you. You haven't got that same drive. You haven't got that same buzz. Mm. Um, mm. Um, so you know, and, and you look back and you go, is that is you know you focus on all the all the positives and um, not so much the the negatives. I mean, live the dream tonight, Jesus. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's 
uh, at any level playing football is is a wonderful achievement. Um, you know, but for me to to play with those players, I did, and to have the managers and playing certain games, and you know, to gain promotion with Doncaster, Reading, Stoke, to cap. You know, you look back and you're like, I mean, I, I never ever thought that would that would certainly be the case. So very grateful and. You're welcome. Cheers, Griff. Thanks, mate. Um, That's a balance. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute pleasure, old boy. Thanks for listening. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that will get us up the charts there. And um, I think we're going to do all the best, the best or funniest reviews we'll have out on the next episode. Any good well, bars? Just, just, yeah. Cheerio. See you later. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. What did you do with the bungalow in Newcastle? Well, that was long gone, John. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was long gone. Got, have you still got the bungalow in Newcastle? <laughs> I, I, re, I, re, I really want to say yeah. Hey, do you want to make I it a little holiday let? I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say yeah, but no. The um, bungalow got sold. Long, long time ago. Long time ago. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.